0: We welcome all who come to St. Anne's today and to those who join us by way of live stream here at our 11 o'clock Mass. You are always welcome with us in spiritual bond as you make your spiritual communion by way of the media and know that we are united with you in your prayer. And for those who have particular needs because of being homebound or ill, our prayers are with you at this time. So many of the parables and stories that Jesus relates to his apostles are not always clear. The mustard seed, the vine grower, lots of different parables you may recall, and it's not always clear what the point is. In fact, there are too many points sometimes he wants to make. But here we have a story, the Good Samaritan, known to you all so very well, and The reason why it's so clearly understood is that it's just so in your face all the time. People in need, around you, family, parents, children, brothers and sisters, neighbors, We're all neighbor to each other. It starts at home, as we grow up. My brothers, my sisters, my parents, my aunts, and uncles, and grandparents, and the family unit is my first hub of the neighborhood as I grow up. And then I go to school, and I make new friends, and I live in a neighborhood beyond my own home or apartment, and my neighborhood begins to grow. But all the while, I'm running into people all the time. My whole life is now filled with people, and many of them in need. As a youngster, we were all in need of mom and dad, or family, teachers, doctors and nurses, people to take care of us, to feed us, to educate us, to clothe us. And now we're adults for the most part. And now we see a lot of people around us who are in need Of us so the question today is just who is my neighbor how do I define that for myself now the other reason why this gospel is so obvious in its point about charity and mercy and care is that it really is a matter of my conscience I know that person in my life right now who's looking to me calling me trying to get in touch with me for a help for assistance or someone i know who's out there crying they've been hurt and they're alone and maybe they're ill and maybe they have no one to talk to and i know that person and i have a choice to make it's my conscience that convicts me now in the book of deuteronomy The Old Testament doesn't use that word conscience very much, but Deuteronomy tells us essentially what conscience is. For this command that I enjoin on you today is not too mysterious and remote. This is not a doctrine or a dogma that we have to figure out, a theological or philosophical understanding. It's so obvious. It's so in your face. What? It is already near to you already in your mouths in your hearts you only have to carry it out it's your conscience that convicts you to act i can't tell you that only you can tell yourself that you know somebody in your life right now who is your neighbor so let's go back to the gospel and this scholar of the law a lawyer trying to justify himself says to jesus who is my neighbor and jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan. So let's think for a moment about that person or those persons in my life right now who really are in need. Take a moment my wife, my husband, a friend, a child, an employee. Someone living down the block from me. Someone in the apartment next to mine. Someone I pass by every day at the metro section, sleeping on the streets. The person sitting right next to me. Or maybe I don't even know somebody like that. But just reflect on, Who is my neighbor? Because that's the question this lawyer is going to ask Jesus. And who is my neighbor? Now, the lawyer is asking the question with an agenda. Because Jesus knows this. Which is why he's deliberately going to paint the good Samaritan as just that. Not a Jew. A Samaritan. That's going to really rile the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Jesus will use the example of charity, mercy, and care from someone the Jews hated. Samaritans were disgusting people to Jews 2,000 years ago. You talk about racism, wow. And Samaritans hated Jews too. So Jesus uses a Samaritan to make the point, not a Jew. That's why this scholar of the law who's a Jew says, oh my God, this is too much. This is gonna be too much. Then Jesus goes on to say, okay, in introducing this, a priest comes along and sees the victim and passes by on the opposite side. Now, why did priests do that? Because they were mean-spirited? Because all priests are mean, right? All priests don't care. priests just think of themselves no a priest could not touch someone on his way to temple he would be made impure if he did so and especially if the man was sick or with if there was blood so priests could not do that by law because they were on their way to temple the Levite comes and he's also someone who sees this victim but for whatever reason he's chosen not to get involved. Maybe he has an emergency himself. The Lord doesn't go on to say any judgment about the priest. Oftentimes we say, oh yeah, that priest was mean, or that Levite was bad. No, 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 no. We don't know. Don't judge too quickly here. The real point is that Jesus picks a Samaritan, the outsider, the one that they would never have thought would have been part of the story and the truth of charity. And he says, this Samaritan comes along. He makes no excuses. I don't know, maybe this Samaritan also had emergencies to attend to. Maybe his mother was dying. Maybe his father was ill. Maybe he just had to get someplace real fast. So let's pause there because we all have reasons why we can't get involved with somebody in need. And they may be good reasons, prudential reasons. There are a lot of good reasons why I should not get involved with someone who's really reaching out. You have to decide that. You have to decide what you can do and what you cannot do. You have to be very prudent about this. Because a lot of people say, yeah, you gotta get involved with everybody. I'm out there to save the world, Father. I'm gonna give everything to these people and I'm gonna give it all away and yeah, okay. That's wonderful. But friends, he's already done it. You can't match that gift of mercy, of forgiveness, of salvation. If you think you can, then you are a narcissist, a perfectionist, and that's a sin. See, that's my point. Because this scholar of law says, "Yes, I fulfilled all the commands. I can love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my being." Really, friend? <laughs> really? Try loving God twenty-four-seven with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind. Really? How many have tried that? Raise your hands and succeeded. Thank you for being honest. None of us can do that. It's impossible for me, for you, to love the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my being, with all my strength. Wow. So I can't be perfect. I shall try. But the point of That commandment is that the Lord will love us with all his heart, with all his strength, with all his mind. I come as far as I can. The Lord will come the rest of the way. So when it comes to our conscience that convicts me to do something out of charity and mercy and care for someone, I can't do it all. My mercy and care and concern will always remain imperfect, and that's okay. That's realistic. We make the mistake, doctors, nurses, priests, people in public health professions, anyone in the caring professions, if they think they can really care for someone 24 seven and make them live forever and make sure they're gonna be the happiest person on earth, it's called burnout. Doctors burnout, nurses burn out, priests burnout. When we think we can make you happy forever see the lord is the one who really is the good samaritan here that's what he's trying to say the lord goes the extra mile look at him what god has ever done that in the history of mankind it's unique the good samaritan is actually jesus who is the outsider the one who's come from the outside the god made man Now, let's go back to your conscience and what we do. And again, as I said, it's gonna be your choice, but you will know, you will know in those moments when someone is there in your experience right now or today or tomorrow or yesterday, whenever it was, and you had an opportunity to make a choice, to care for them or to ignore them. And I think most of us know when we have ignored that opportunity, when we've ignored someone, not because we had some good reason. No, no, no. When I knew I had no reason at all that I just ignored them. And when you ignore someone, you ignore the Lord. Whatever I do for the least of these little ones, he says, you do for me. Whatever I fail to do for these least of little ones, you fail to do for me. Wow. St. Paul is saying that so much in the second reading. Christ, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. So every human being made in that image and likeness of the God-man Jesus is also a living icon. A living icon of the divine in my midst. In other words, a lot of us go through life saying, there's so many people in my way. I mean, you know, I'm driving and there's so many people on the streets. I can't find parking, so much traffic and people are driving me nuts. And The lines are too long and I can't get any service and and, and people are in my way. How many kind of live that way where I have to get through life getting them out of the way? Can't stand people. They're in my way all the time. Do you know people like that? Now the Lord is not putting people in my way as an obstacle to get by, to get around them. See, that's what the priest and the Levite may have chosen to do. I don't know. Maybe they just said, uh, "I can't get involved with this." I mean, I could, but I don't want to. I gotta make that guy go away. Would someone come along and just clean this up, please? But I can't get my hands dirty in this. Isn't there some social service that does this? Some agency that cleans this stuff up? But don't ask me. See, I don't know. But there are people like that, and you and I may have made that mistake sometimes. That's not a good reason. You know when you don't have a good reason. Your conscience will tell you, and you have missed the opportunity. and You say to yourself, oh, no. Why did I ignore that person? I could have done something. I really could have done. Not the impossible. I could have really made a difference. And I chose to say, no. I chose to ignore them. That's called a sin. And it's really a bad one. Sins against charity are sins against the Holy Spirit because charity is love and God is love. So when we don't love each other this way, it's pretty bad. And my conscience convicts me. I know it, I know it. No one has to tell me. Again, Deuteronomy, no one has to go out there and find it for me. It's not too mysterious and remote. It's not up there or over there. It's right here in my heart, in my mouth. I know I just have to do it. So the Lord is not placing people in your way. He's placing people on your way to heaven. There's a reason why people are in need and come to you. That's providential. Be open to those moments. My God, that's your Lord right there in your midst, whom you serve or fail to serve. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was lonely, you visited me. When I was down and out, you encouraged me. When no one else would listen to me, you chose to listen to me. You didn't give me any money. You didn't give me a home or a car. You didn't do any of that, fine. But you listened to me. You took the time out of your busy schedule with all your other reasons, why you couldn't have been involved, you chose to be present to me in some way. You even prayed for me. You didn't even know me, but you cared for me. See? And they say, well, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or in need? Whatever you did for them, you did for me. And whatever you didn't do for them, you failed to do for me. Now our conscience tells us that. And everyone in this church has a conscience. Every man and woman has a conscience. Follow it, just follow it. Because when you follow your conscience, you're doing the work of the Lord. You're doing it. And then finally, because we're such perfectionists as Anglo-Saxons, Puritans, historically, we wanna get out there and save the world. Well, Jesus tells us, the poor you shall always have with you. I can't make heaven on earth. Keep heaven for heaven. The earth will always have its challenges. The needy, victims, those who are hurt or abused in any way, wow, they're all around us. You don't have to look very far. And then finally, yeah, remember the Lord does the work through you. Don't be afraid to reach out to someone in need. Don't be afraid because fear is the biggest thing that keeps us from getting involved when we know we have to, when we know we can. And then finally to pray. Everybody can pray. Offer this mass then for someone who is truly your neighbor right now, reaching out to you. They could be living, they could be dead. doesn't matter. Pray for them. Whatever you do for them, you've done for the Lord. And he then blesses you and thanks you.